Hello. And welcome to another episode of Where's My Freaking Dressing Room, a podcast where we discuss the world of classical music and what things are really like backstage. My name's Helen. And I'm Alex. Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> and uh, today we're going to tackle a, a pretty intense topic, guys. Get ready for this. We're going to tackle the topic of how to handle pressure. Pressure. Under Stress. pressure. That's um, going to be fun, isn't it? No, it's going to be, well, it's not going to be stressful because we're going to give you guys some thoughts, some discussion on the best way of handling things like pressure and stress. Mm-hmm. I think we all know that the performing arts is a stressful industry. You know, we have hours and hours of private practice followed by hours and hours of rehearsals with other people, all for a performance that could take, you know, minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's all over done uh and and you know what this all provides ample opportunity for pressure to build uh and skyrocket for each performer really so today we'll start by talking about the pressure that we put on ourselves in the way that we're always pushing ourselves to do better we're pushing our voices to be better and we're pushing ourselves to be the best and busiest that we can yeah we'll then talk about the pressure that we feel from others uh whether this be very real pressure from particular members of a creative team or a company manager or an agent or whatever or perhaps a more subtle pressure from peers or social media for example (sighs) then we'll have a chat about the two sides of pressure one that is a driving force that keeps us always striving for more and achieving greatness and off which we some of us can really thrive yeah and then the other side of the coin which is the pressure that can really like get the better of us and crush us <laughs> that's the bit i'm really looking forward <laughs> and to. then <laughs> finally we will finish with some of our ideas and tips and tricks for how to handle pressure in all of its many manifestations whether this be just before you're about to get up on stage and sing another top C, or whether this be when you're at home with a month of no singing work. (laughs) Sounds like a good one, guys. Get get ready for some real No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're going to crack off with our personal favourite, self-applied pressure. Al, do you want to kick off on this this fun little... Yeah, (laughs) well, (laughs) I think, I don't know, obviously everyone's different, but me in particular, I put so much pressure on myself. Oh my God, I had no idea. In order (laughs) to achieve, uh, you know, always looking for the next step in the career. Uh, whenever like whenever you're on a job or a contract you're always thinking what's the next step like who's gonna hire me next huh who do i need to impress and there's never there's never really any downtime in that respect Mm -hmm. you know you come out of rehearsal and you think okay i've got to practice that bit better got to make it better for tomorrow uh got to got to practice something else for next week also Mm -hmm. uh it's sort of a never-ending cycle in my head it's it's really fun yeah (laughs) come and live in my life for a bit (laughs) do you have any like ways of combating that or do you find because i i would say certainly because we know each other very well that's like this self-applied pressure which i also feel very strongly that's something that's ingrained in you from quite a young age so do you have any ways of kind of working with that or do it's just a part of you and yet you just you just kind of get on with it as it happens do you know what i mean no no of course i think well actually something over the last year 
has taught you me to do is yeah to to deal with this sort of thing that's great um and i hope that i will continue to carry this forward in the future i probably won't but you know i can i can always try. we can always dream um <laughs> just yeah taking the time and just perspective yes yes i think perspective is a massive thing in this mm. context particularly we all really care about our craft of course we do but at the end of the day and i think a lot of us felt this during the lockdown actually you we were looking at our art form and we were like right well it's it's not life and death and of course we all when we turn up on a project or a rehearsal or whatever it may be we want to deliver our best and and of course that's that's great to want that but i think when that self-implied applied pressure sorry gets in the way of yourself and your artistry that's when you almost you've just started working against yourself then Mm. and it's that's an incredibly hard cycle to break well, it's when the tension creeps in, isn't it? Especially yeah. for singing purposes. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't you can't possibly be thinking about all the multitude of things if you're trying to sing an aria yeah. or, or act on stage in a vaguely natural manner. You know, <laughs> are the robots back? Hey, <laughs> you know, and how <laughs> how do you clear your mind? How do you forget all of those pressures yeah, in those absolutely. situations? In a way, it's very similar to a recent episode that we did on the inner critic. That inner critic is such a product of this self-applied pressure. And I think it's very difficult because for a lot of performers and artists, we've grown up in very, I would say, strict environments and environments where we've been training in a very intense way to achieve you know, various goals and various moments. But when you're far younger and it's like, okay, you need to do grade one. Now you need to do grade two, three, four, five. You're being put on this kind of track and you become used to always looking to the next thing. Mm -hmm, It's like, okay, mm -hmm. you've done grade four. Well, now it's grade five. There's never a moment where we sit and go, well, hey, you just got grade four, piano or whatever, I don't know. Um, that's really Recorder. great. You know, what did you learn? How are you feeling? Is there, what, what are you looking at me like that for? No, God, no, never. No, oh, as in, oh, it's like, never a moment. I thought yeah, you were like poo-pooing grade four and I was like, look. You know, yeah, sorry, sorry, my diploma. But you know, what, you know what I mean? It's always, there's always something next to be looking at. And in, even just in the education system, it's, uh, God, what they call sats, and I, I don't even know if they're called sats anymore. But let's say they are. You had sats, and then you had O um, levels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Alex is forty-five, and <laughs> um, yeah, you've got your GCSEs. Then it's your A levels. Then what university are you going to? And then what's after that? So it's always we have been programmed to always look to the next thing. So I completely identify with you when you say that you turn up at a rehearsal and as soon as the rehearsal's over, you're thinking about, right, what needs to happen next? Like, Mm. what needs to be better? Like, how can I prove to the people I'm working with that I'm better than this? And um, it's quite a... Well, it's not It's not probably the healthiest way of approaching. (laughs) Don't know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Not probably the healthiest way of approaching the career. I I don't know what you think. No, of course it's not. But it it is that thing. It, It is crazy to think if you stop and look around the rehearsal room and think every single one of these people is trying to prove themselves to be the absolute best. Yes. Uh, it, it is crazy to think about that. It's like, why don't we all just calm down Settle together? Down. Yeah. And then probably we'll all work a bit better together yeah. rather than Because often kind of we're, so, we're so in our own heads, but, you know, pranging, pranging, um, about how we sound and what we look like. And... I think sometimes if you kind of step back and think everybody is doing that, 
every single person in that room is is going through the same experience. I mean, maybe not everybody. Maybe there's somebody that's just completely relaxed in their own no. skin and, and they don't care. But, you know, because competition is so high in this industry and because it's hard to get these places on these projects and on these programs, once you're there, you're, the pressure you feel to deliver, you know, is, is incredibly intense. And um, I agree with you that for me, lockdown also gave me a bit of time to kind of reset and... I am trying my best at the moment to see things more as like a process. Mm. So when I did this opera a couple of months ago, I, I was really bothered with how I was singing. I didn't think I was showing myself at my best. I didn't think I was impressing anybody. And um, I tried to say to myself, look, at the end of the day, you might not be singing that well in this rehearsal today, but it's not it's not about singing at your best today it's about learning the, the movements getting the stagecraft right understanding where everybody's going to be and then you incorporate that into your vocal technique and then you bring that to the performance in a month's time mm, so mm -hmm. okay it sucked today but it's it's a work in progress and it's a process mm, mm. and so sometimes i was able to kind of live by that well and it, it definitely made me feel a lot better but as we say so often the the self applied pressure is just it's absolutely crushing and it can really destroy your self-confidence. Mm -hmm. And also it's quite a selfish thing in a way to think, to apply so much pressure to yourself in a show because you are a cog. In a wheel. Yeah, in a, nice. Okay, Thanks. with with many were other you, wheels and cogs. I was going to say a cog within cogs, but is that wrong? Yeah. Okay. But I like it. You're a cog in a wheel. Engineering. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> engineering guys <laughs> if anybody if any engineers out there want to please help that us, to us. <laughs> yeah you you're a little part of the whole picture yeah. so for you to be stressing either over the absolute minutiae and expecting the audience to pick up on your tiny little bits yeah. at all times it's like no 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 they're just here to have a good time yeah and at the end of the day the audience is not analyzing your performance in the way you are and mm. again when we talked about the inner critic there are places to sit down and analyze your performance but you really have to think about how much pressure you're applying on yourself and and is that really the way you're going to get the best out of yourself uh, i i'm i'm not sure this is a call for Helen Daniels to costuming. Once again, this is a call for Helen Daniels to costuming. And now let's move on to pressure from other people, which is exerted upon us. Mm. So I think obviously when we're working with other musicians and creative teams, it is it is the directors and the conductors job essentially to put us out of our comfort zone and push us yes. to our best yes. and our maximum so obviously there is a level of pressure involved there yeah because a you don't want to let them down b you don't want to let yourself down and c i'm done you don't want to let the audience down ah there we go yeah <laughs> you're like there's somebody else involved who is it Can't think who. yeah it's such a mixed bag because yeah i i love the idea that some pressure is applied and i i think definitely with our character types and lots of people we know that are performers some people enjoy that pressure and it's about like proving that oh, okay you've thrown this ball at me and this is a metaphorical ball, ball by the way, but like ball you've thrown this to me and i'm gonna show you that i can handle it and i can respond to, to your suggestions and i can like let go of my inhibitions and, and be this crazy creative person look at me go um however i'm also aware of like that there are various kinds of pressure so i think that creative pressure is can be exciting 
However, there's also the pressure that can be applied when it's a classic uh, British situation where you've got a two hour rehearsal before a gig on the same day. Nobody's looked at the music. No one really knows what they're doing. And the conductor has arrived and is so stressed. Mm. Now, they are under a lot of pressure from other people and from themselves, but they are then kind of projecting that intense pressure onto you. And I I find that very hard to deal with because you're you're embodying that sense of stress of like, we don't have enough time to get this done. That we don't have enough time to do a good job with this. And that feeling can be incredibly intense because then, you know, if if you in the process of that rehearsal make a mistake you go into your own headspace of like, I'm letting everybody down. I've mm. completely ruined this moment. Like he's never going to book me again. I've said he, maybe she. But I think, you know, when we talk about this external pressure, there are moments where it works and there are moments where it really inhibits the creative process. Yeah, 100%. And also, yeah, whenever there's a level of stress in the room, it's catchy, isn't it? Like yeah. everyone feels it yeah. and everyone is then on edge. So no one can be artistic and 100%. no one can be creative yeah. or free. It's and it's such a shame I personally think in this country that you know the arts is so underfunded so when you're looking at putting projects together or whatever you are attempting to find how can I put this program on or this project on with minimal rehearsal because I need people there for the least amount of time because I've only got so much that I can pay them so then when you are in say that afternoon rehearsal for the evening concert it is so intense and you know I personally would probably look at the music beforehand because you know it's going to be a, a horrific experience but even then you turn up and still half of the people are just like oh i haven't seen this piece before and it's like great well this no. is going to go down an absolute treat for everyone isn't it it's terrible. and that's i just think it's a shame because obviously conversely in other countries uh the arts are slightly better funded and so they are able to actually spend almost a week on a on a program for a performance and the the nature of the rehearsals i imagine is is quite quite different in comparison mm -hmm, i'm sure and i guess the other sort of pressure that you can get from other people is i don't know this this idea that you've got to respond to your emails immediately <laughs> we have an 8 a.m rehearsal now tomorrow morning yeah. change from midday and it's mm. like you need to respond to that yeah and you've always got to be on the ball and checking things and and making sure you don't you know miss out on anything and it's just Oh, it's just crazy because it, it literally that is your downtime taken away from you isn't 100%. it because the moment you leave the rehearsal room you want to relax and forget about it yeah and then you can't <laughs> and like again another episode reference but we talked about this in our episode on boundaries the idea that these boundaries are now so blurred because of the all of these developments in technology and your your emails are just on your phone and and you're looking at them and you're worrying about them and again we talked about it in that same episode just the way people now use WhatsApp to kind mm -hmm. of communicate things about work or rehearsals or feedback, you know, I hate, I absolutely hate opening my phone and receiving like a mile long WhatsApp message of feedback notes. You know, email that to me. Let me process that in a, in a better way because on WhatsApp I get silly messages from friends i get i don't mm. know i'm arranging things whatever and then i'm getting all this artistic creative feedback that doesn't make sense to me i've really struggled to like compartmentalize all of that and i think also you know in line with what you're saying there about that pressure to respond and and always be on the ball it, it's it, it as you say eats into your 
downtime, which potentially may be time where you'll kind of process perhaps what happened in the rehearsal and the performance. And, you know, in your subconscious, you'll be making changes. But because you're so, as we all are, bloody glued to our phones now, it's actually really hard these days to find that space to be able to kind of deal with all that pressure in a healthy and like safe way Mm. i guess well especially you know if we're already putting so much pressure on ourselves absolutely then to have this added not needless but you know this this yeah it is needless pressure put on us from other people as well it's all compounded isn't it definitely i mean i'm a bit of a planning freak but i think you know this way of communication and it encourages a lack of planning because mm. they're like, well, I'll just get in touch with everyone and we'll just change it now. And it's like, well, no, no, no. Maybe I'm, a pl- maybe I'm teaching tomorrow. So no. what do you want me to do? You told me I wasn't needed. I'm teaching. What do you expect now? And that's an additional pressure because it's like, well, I don't want them to think I'm not committed. Yes, letting, you know? letting them down as But well. it's like, but I also have other people that rely on me mm. and I, I don't feel able to, to let them down well, additionally. Yeah, and even if it's... You know, oh, I was supposed to see a friend tomorrow. Yeah. That's really bad, letting it down a friend. I yeah. hate it when people do that, Helen. I never... She I never, never does. Do, I'm, I'm such always the one a who lets friend. people down. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say, if it's anybody here, it's, <laughs> it's you. Last minute, though. The yeah. minute after we're supposed to meet. It's sorry, an absolute disgrace. Yeah, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think the, the one other external pressure that we were going to mention there, well, essentially the difficult world of social media. Again, something that we've re- referred to in the past, but I think depending on who you are and how you're able to handle social media, social media is a really tough one to not feel pressurized by because we're all showing our lives at how we want them mm, to be mm-hmm. perceived. So you go and look at somebody's profile and they're doing so many masterclasses and they're in so many projects this summer and they're nipping here, there and everywhere doing all these shows and you're sitting there thinking what am I doing and like oh well I didn't get that or like I didn't even think to go for that and as you're watching people do all these various things you feel again it it reinforces that uh personal pressure where you're Mm -hmm. like I'm not doing enough I'm not doing enough it's not enough and I think that's a really hard one to to manage because I think when you're in a good place and potentially you're busy you do want to share these things because you're, you're part of the community and you want people to know what you're up to and you're but, proud as well you uh, yeah and you deserve that moment to mm, share what you're mm. up to but I think if you're on the receiving end of that and perhaps you don't have a lot going on it can be really tough to to take that and you know I know some people that, that are just able to kind of brush it off and be like well that's not what I'm doing right now and that's okay but I also know many many others that see things and it and it can affect them and again it kind of knocks your self-confidence and it's about i think sometimes it's about just knowing that you need to kind of stay off social media for a bit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're like okay like, every time i look at it i feel worse so let's not just look at it need to take that yeah break. The, another thing to do with um like peer groups <laughs> is like i don't know both of us are kind of similar in the sense that when we're amongst friends we sort of want to be like the life and soul of the party. That's I don't know. Weird. I never feel like that. No. <laughs> like I want to be funny. I want. I don't want to. I don't want to be uh. the guy in the corner being a loser. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you loser, you whoever you are. <laughs> so whenever that, I do always feel this is this is not true. No, I do. I do always feel this slight pressure. pressure. You know, you gotta not perform all the time. Oh yeah. But that's actually a pressure I thrive off. Though. There we go. Like, oh, yes, we go. I do love it. But then it's exhausting. Yes. You come away from those whatever it is, just like drinks after rehearsals or something. God, you're wiped. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And you're like, nailed that. (laughs) Everyone thinks I'm so funny. Actually, I'm boring. (laughs) 
but you know and that's you know that's pressure from other people but not really yeah yeah it's that's such a you know how you see yourself within like another context but i i know exactly what you mean and actually we're just about to come on to it like uh situations in which pressure you can kind of thrive off pressure and i think yeah but both of us really enjoy being quite gregarious i guess and yeah Mm. like making people laugh but as you say i definitely when i was younger because i just had so much more energy uh i could do it all the time and like wherever i was i was being that person and then you know uh let's say uni term ends and you're just exhausted for like four weeks solid because you've expended (laughs) so much energy to be that person and then you're having to kind of recharge and getting older now it's like it's exhausting so like and compounded with covid as well Mm. it's like you're coming back and you want to be that person that funny funny person uh, funny funny um but you then you know you come home from like seeing friends and it takes you like a day now to, to recover, recover because you're just like wow that took a lot mm. yeah i i know exactly what you mean in that respect but that's the thing isn't it it's you know how how do you get out of the mindset like there's no pressure no. just like relax this Enjoy. evening these aren't even my friends they're my colleagues <laughs> yeah you yeah. know i don't need to be, be a monkey person. or whatever yeah you know? yeah i it's um that's a really tough one because that's like you know you offer yourself to a, a creative group in such a way and like to change how you see that also like i think we're quite similar i really struggle with awkward silence mm. uh, well actually alex thrives on it so i don't even know why i said that but i find awkward silence so like if it is a group of colleagues i will find something to talk about ah, i'm changing and then onwards to this kind of double-sided coin which i think pressure can sometimes represent and i think this is something alex and i feel quite acutely that um as we kind of referred to just in that previous section sometimes we really thrive off pressure particularly i would say when we were younger in that kind of social context that self-implied pressure to be the life and soul of the party to be funny to be somebody that people enjoyed spending time with uh that was certainly for me a pressure i i absolutely thrived off and in a similar way, you know, going through school, I felt a pressure to achieve. But of course, because we have that real structured system, you know, um, just go through getting the grades and then get to university and then whatever the next step, that really works for somebody like me that thrives off that kind of pressure because I see the next step, I understand the work I have to do to get there and I, I just plow forward mm. until I've achieved whatever that goal is. And I know actually recently they were talking about... Um, the A-level results and that like exams in a way are actually kind of weirdly skewed towards female brains. Oh, really? They were saying it about the A-level results. I mean, who knows Mm -hmm. how true that is, but certainly for somebody like me, like a written exam is my absolute dream. Like I, that is exactly how (laughs) I want to acute my, yeah, yeah, exactly. So again, in that respect, pressure was great because pressure drove me to keep achieving and for a while during that certainly school system i was succeeding and so that feeling is um it's addictive so i remember once we left university and you know we you got your degree and you graduated i was almost like chasing pressure or like some kind of adrenaline because my life to that point had been really quite focused and pressured and very goal oriented Mm -hmm. and then to just go out into the big wide world you're like well where is all the pressure and so you're like just looking for it to to kind of um, absolutely exactly and then to kind of roll on from that 
you then find that other side of the coin of pressure where it's like, okay, well, it's been really, really great. And I've been succeeding in doing all these things. And I'm really chuffed with my progress. But if you perhaps don't meet your expectations, if the goal you set yourself is potentially unachievable, if you are seeing people doing things that you want to do and you, you didn't manage it, um, that kind of pressure, that self-applied pressure again is... Um, uh, crushing I think as you said yeah, in the yeah, introduction really because you've been working so hard for something or you all you know is to to work and achieve and get it right and so then when you don't that pressure that you have kind of missed the goal or you you didn't achieve the thing that you wanted to achieve that's really in- incredibly difficult to to deal with yeah 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 and it's you know it's finding ways in the downtime that you have to deal with that and and actually think okay I don't need to have pressure in my life right now I can relax so what what am I going to fill this void with then you know you've got to find something else because otherwise you'll just you'll feel pressure from I don't know relationship pressure or just anything else you're searching for it yeah yeah yeah. yeah. and in a way it's quite a big kind of arm of like anxiety you know you even when there's nothing to be anxious about you find something to be anxious about because all your body knows is how to like run on adrenaline and stress and pressure and um yeah I, i think i agree with you like you have to be able to allow yourself to relax it's unsustainable to live a life that's permanently under pressure of some description is absolutely you'll be dead by 20 yeah <laughs> <laughs> Dear all the best lads <laughs> but yeah it's, it's it's a completely unsustainable way of living yeah as you said you know when you were taking your exams and things you thrive off it it's there that you know the pressure gives you this this adrenaline buzz doesn't it and it, it really helps you perform at your absolute best you know, there, there's always moments in a in a performance compared to a dress rehearsal where you think, wow, that, that really was fabulous. And that can't really be recreated in a rehearsal context because yeah. it is it is the right amount of pressure driving you to greatness and stardom. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, it's like when you see Olympic athletes or whatever, like a certain amount of pressure really allows people to perform at their absolute greatest. And I think... Those are the times where a little pressure can really bring out incredible things in people. But, you know, I think as we're saying, like, it can so easily turn the other way. And I think something I I was thinking about as I was talking about this exam system is that, you know, at the end of the day, we will all in our lives in one way or another, sadly, fall short of something. And that's okay. That's great that's really helpful for this episode Um, but in general that is just something that will happen to everybody and really you need to be able to deal with that and it kind of reminds me of um the final of the euros i want to say i know back again the football but the final of the euros everybody gets a medal so it's either gold or or like first place or second place or whatever and so as the football team were taking their medals uh the english football team sorry um they you know they were being presented and put on their neck and as they were being put on their neck they took the medal off and i found that so unbelievably rude and the point they were making was like they didn't come here for second place they came here to win they came here to be the euro champions and they didn't get it so they don't even want second place and i'm just like that's that just feels so like sore losery yeah, that's gross. to me Sorry. and i i totally i totally understand that you were driving 
to win, but you also have to be able to handle losing. Also respect the person who won. Absolutely, because it's like, and respect every other single team that competed in the tournament that didn't Mm, get this far. mm. Like, how rude is it of you to be like, oh, I didn't want this? Because I'm sure there were other teams out there that, that would have killed to just make the final. So, although it's a slightly loose analogy, just that idea of, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, we'll all fall short and we'll all apply pressure on ourselves and we might not make the goal that we've set for ourselves or whatever. And at the end of the day, that is, that's okay. Like failure is just a natural part of the human condition, but it is about how you deal with that. Mm. And it's probably most likely about accepting that you're going to feel a bit rubbish for a bit, but then it's about resetting. Maybe we set new goals. Maybe we look to a different thing. You know, maybe that goal wasn't the right goal and you reset and you, you look forward once more to whatever's coming next. But yeah, you know, I said to you just in the chat there that, you know, pressure is quite a fickle thing and i'm not sure fickle is the right word but i think you know what i mean in the sense of at one moment pressure is driving you to be do really amazing things but then in the you know blink of an eye it's kind of crushing your spirit and that's Mm. that's it's really hard to know sometimes which side of the coin you're on this is a call for alex simpson two wigs and makeup once again this is a call for alex simpson two wigs and makeup And now we shall share some ideas for how to deal with all of these different types of pressure. Oh my God. So let's start with performance pressure. You know, in mm. the moment, you're just about to get up on stage. Ah, you're freaking out. <laughs> your your legs are shaking. That's the personal You're experience. sweating so much just from your palms, weirdly, in the backs of your knees. Um, always the backs always of the knees. Always the backs. Disgusting. So cute. Yeah, that's yeah, so yeah, yeah. True. What does one do in that situation? Yeah. How can you take back control? Mm-hmm coming to me okay um again i'd refer back to what i was saying earlier i've really tried to take on that everything about performing is process so you know that day where i had the rehearsal and i wasn't singing that well that's frustrating but i totally recognize that in the weeks that have passed i've got better at doing the stagecraft and the movement and i've incorporated good vocal technique and so for me in that kind of two three minutes beforehand i do give myself to like trust I'm like, mm-hmm, I trust mm-hmm. that I know what I'm doing and it's going to be okay. And something again that we talked about before is like at the end of the day, a performance is like a, a live thing. You know, it happens in the moment and it's gone. You cannot possibly control every single element to make sure that this performance is the most absolute perfect performance. And so in order to try and deliver something that's real and creative and emotional and in the moment you kind of just have to give yourself up to it a bit and that is scary but yeah. i think it results in in a in a better uh, product overall well and less tense overall yeah. as well and you you know i think we've all seen performances which just feel a little bit on edge and yeah. okay everything was perfect but if the performer's not relaxed, then the audience won't be relaxed watching it. Definitely. And I think as well, like for me, a big thing was like, if there were things I was worried about in terms of, I don't know, movement or whatever, I, I took the time, my private time to practice it. So that it was literally like uh, riding a bicycle. You know, I got those movements down. I could do them without thinking about it. So that when it comes to the show, yes, I am feeling pressure, but I like to feel that I've now got the tools to be able to 
use that pressure to mm. my to my benefit you've put in the hours after all Literally, and so, so many hours. Uh, yeah that's the thing <laughs> and i think for those of us i think <laughs> us who like to obsessively practice almost too much um Truth. it is having that trust that you know i i put in the legwork yeah i can do this yeah um, it's a, obviously a different story if you're stressed because you don't really know the music very well. But, you know, I never in that situation. Well, that's it. If it. I mean, if you're turning up to your gig and you don't know the music, no wonder you feel stressed yeah. and under pressure. And I'm, I'm, That's understandable. And that's on you. Sorry. That's, that's going to be difficult. Yeah. And I think it's really hard to get kind of past that point. You, you do really have to put the legwork in if you want to be in a position that you enjoy the performance mm. that you deliver. Mm-hmm. Do you have any like performance tips or things that you do before you get on stage out i don't know i remember trying you know there's always that thing where everyone's like oh, imagine the audience is naked oh yeah yeah, yeah don't yeah. do that no. it's rubbish yeah just made me laugh <laughs> <laughs> <I did it. laughs> yeah uh, but in a weird way i just look like i was cackling on stage okay. or like smirking Freak. at everyone yeah don't yeah. do that no but maybe it'll work for someone <laughs> a little don't there from al <laughs> yeah it's i think um I like to become, like, I think I said this in a previous episode about when you're in a rehearsal context and you're trying to, you know, play off each other and act. Yeah, yeah. Um, imagine. Um, (laughs) Then I I sort of, yeah, when you're on stage, it's just probably, it it might be the first time you're going onto that platform. So really notice every single thing. Yeah. And so therefore be deliberate. I'm very deliberate in all of my movements. That's lovely, yeah. um, Because it's certainly the first time that the audience will see me on that platform. Mm. Uh, And, you know, if it's not my first time, then I can recreate my first time and my first experience. So you know, noticing everything. No, how how does the light feel on your face? Oh, that's that's warm. I like that. I yeah, don't like that. It yeah. doesn't matter. You're just noticing everything. Mm. It's nice. I, like I think that because like ages ago, like one of our first episodes, we talked about the idea of flow, mm. and like flow is such a big thing of like you're drinking in everything around you, and it's just adding to the performance experience and like again if you're feeling an intense sense of pressure it's really hard to notice what's happening around you so if you are able to give yourself over to that process as alex describes i think i think i've achieved it like once yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe twice maybe at best, for five but minutes and loved it when it happened, yeah. you know? <laughs> and the uh, yeah the idea that you know most of the time i do really love the music that i'm singing yeah so making the most of those bars you know i'll never sing them again because i could die tomorrow yeah. so yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's just you know so nice. <laughs> enjoy them that's what well, i tried to anyway yeah, yeah definitely all cast all cast this is your five minute call repeat all cast all cast this is your five minute call and then moving on from kind of performance pressure we were also thinking about that self-applied pressure like tips and ideas as to how you might want to deal with that and i think of two things one is setting achievable goals they're called like smart goals aren't they or mm. something i i can't even remember what smart stands for no, but that idea of like understanding the amount of time you have to do something like if i've got a part-time job then i can't work five days a week to achieve whatever this goal is because my my time is already tight so being reasonable about what you can expect from yourself and setting goals that kind of I don't know, understand that and respond to that. Because I think a big thing for me was like I was setting huge goals and not meeting them and the pressure I was putting on myself to achieve it and not getting there was was really, really bad for my self-confidence. So definitely 
something I would say I've learned in the last year and a half is like looking at my actual diary and being like, oh, crumbs, I'm quite busy. So maybe suggesting that I'm going to have this full essay written within the next week isn't actually reasonable. Maybe mm. it is going to take me two weeks, you know, a little bit every day. And um, I think when you offer yourself that structure, the the pressure, although there is pressure, you've kind of found a, a way of kind of reaching whatever that goal is that you've set. And then kind of in line with that, the other thing I was going to say was when we have a show or a big project that's taking up a lot of our time, something that I think is equally important is like, you have to learn to manage your time in a totally different way. Because essentially like, let's say 10 till six, you're in rehearsals or production situation Monday to Friday. So what do you do about everything else in your life? Like maybe your other jobs, how do you mm. deal with those friends? How do you deal with those? No um, one has them. Yeah, you know, just chores, all of that kind of stuff. And it's um, learning to be able to manage your time and be flexible with how you manage your time. And, you know, we were kind of saying before we started this episode, it's just a, a thing of knowing when you work best. So if you're good at emails in the morning, carve out that time in the morning. If you're good at emails in the evening, carve that time out in the evening. But you do have to make time to keep all those other things ticking along because when you're in a project you can't just drop every other single thing that you do well that's the thing isn't it and like i kind of hate the term time management because like true, though. we all have we we have so much time uh, but the but the the thought <laughs> always in our head is like i don't have time i don't have time i need to do this now yeah and that is what a waste of time that thought is yeah you know if we just find the right time of day to do certain tasks then we will achieve them in a much quicker amount of time than we would if we were you know if you have something that needs doing uh, and and you think okay i'll do it after my ten thousand hour rehearsal yeah when you're exhausted mm-hmm. you will take triple the amount of time doing it than you should do and then you're tired oh, exactly. and then you wake up tired yeah, yeah so what's the point it. you know yeah. it's about not managing your time but you know creating yeah, definitely. Creating like, time. why don't you go get an early night, wake up earlier, in, you know, the next morning, you're feeling and good. And then you'll smash through it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's, that for me is a big thing in terms of dealing with pressure, like learning how to manage my time so that, yes, I can still get all of these things done alongside this mm-hmm. show or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. I think also something I've learned to do is to make sure I do actually prioritize the more important tasks. Yeah. Because often, you know, I'll... I'll wake up in the morning and think okay well I have all of these things to do and then I'll sort of I'll just get started on something that isn't really important that's more like cleaning the fridge or something that's actually really important it is important and it'll make me feel really good yeah baby (laughs) ultimately if I spend all morning doing that um then I'm still going to be stressed about the real things that I need to get done so that's good procrastination my friend I know thanks um yeah so actually prioritizing things and thinking okay well now is the time just got to sit down crack on with this try my best to do it if if the time isn't right and I'm wasting loads of time move on yes doesn't matter yes and I think knowing that I used to just force myself to do stuff even if it was going terribly and now I'm like okay well it's obviously not working I need Mm, to do it another mm -hmm, time mm -hmm. I guess another sort of performance-related pressure and stress and anxiety tip um, is that obviously there is so much uncertainty in performing. You don't know what's going to happen in the moment. A baby could cry, someone, I don't know, the stage could collapse and fall on your head or something. (laughs) Um, So it's, (laughs) you know, taking taking as much control as you can Mm -hmm. from the rest of the day. So if you know that you will perform 
at your best because you've eaten a certain number of hours before you haven't had too much coffee before you've done physical exercise you've done your meditation or whatever it is Mm -hmm. you've had half a banana probably just before going on stage Mm -hmm. you know then you're taking as much uncertainty out of an already uncertain day yeah so you're setting yourself up for sort of the least amount of pressure possible yeah definitely and like it's such again i I feel like i permanently go through sports analogies now (laughs) but like in terms of running you know they teach you to like develop a routine Mm. weeks before a race because it's like your body needs to know what you're going to ask it to do so it's like you need to figure out what food is the most effective food so weeks before you're trying different kinds of breakfast before you run to find what is the most effective and then it's like you need to figure out what gels are the right gels like what's going to mess up your tummy or what isn't and like therefore in the weeks leading up to the race you are preparing Mm. every potential Mm -hmm. element and your body has experienced every element previously so it's like when it comes to the race, when it comes to the show, it's almost just like another day for your body because you've prepared it. And again, you know, there's so much written about like uh, running and like how to prepare for running and how to prepare for a race. So that idea that when you do turn up on race day, you really feel like, okay, well, I, I trust. I trust. Yeah, 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 you can trust. Exactly. And, and in a similar way, although music's so very, very, very different and the demands of one are so very different, but it is that idea that, okay, I've literally done everything I can now and I'm going to trust. And mm, and mm-hmm. it might not be perfect, but it doesn't have to be perfect. Exactly, yeah. As long as you've enjoyed it and everyone else listening has enjoyed it. That's hopefully. the main uh-huh. thing, yeah. Alrighty, well, I think that's the end of our cheeky little episode on pressure. And uh, of course, as always, we want to hear from you guys. No pressure, get in contact. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you want to drop us a cheeky little email, what's the address up? I think, well, I know, it's where's my freaking dressing room at gmail.com. We also have tons of socials. You can catch us on Instagram at dressing room pod. You can catch us on Facebook forward slash dressing room pod. Or you can speak to us on Twitter at dressing room PO1. Catch us on our website as well, Ooh. contact form. Lovely new pictures as well. Not so new, but you know. They're really nice, though. So They're really nice. Yeah, that was yeah, a big yeah, mistake yeah. if you um, It's www.wheresmyfreakingdressingroom.com. All right. Uh, don't forget to give us a cheeky little review five stars thanks all the best and subscribe, oh, yeah, subscribe. yeah never miss an episode get a little notification every time a new episode comes 6 out 6am yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah actually it's 6am <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you for another episode very soon bye, bye.